So how are you coping with lockdown? It's, uh, it's always a difficult time isn't it, when it gets all closed down like this. But we're so fortunate, aren't we, in that we, we can still connect and still be together in a different kind of way online. And this whole development of online worship and online services uh, has been a lifeline for us all. But it also, I think, contains a bit of a danger, doesn't it? Because it's not church like it normally is. Uh, and although we gain some things through this, we also lose some things. And I think there are three specific dangers that this whole kind of online lockdown worship brings to us. The first is this, that we all become consumers. In other words, uh, I know many of you will probably flick off this live stream at some point and join another live stream. And you can follow whatever church you want to follow to your heart's content. Perhaps you have a different church each day. But the danger is that we simply become consumers of religion and not committed to a local family. The other danger is that we become simply individual Christians not connected to a local church community. Because it's hard to stay connected, isn't it, like this? It's hard to have those personal relationships. We're doing it from a distance. And real relationship demands some kind of contact. And so the danger of we become consumers, we simply become individuals. And the third danger is this, that we become spectators of faith rather than participators in mission and ministry. All of these are real dangers with this. And that doesn't mean that this, what we're doing, is bad. It just means that we have to work harder at other things. This has been a real blessing. This whole online thing has just blessed us in all sorts of ways. But we also need to counteract that by working harder in other areas. And we've been thinking about our vision uh, over this last week. And, uh, you know, you'll have seen in the email I put out uh, to church this week that, you know, it's uh, holding on to our vision during this time is really difficult. And we need to be kind to ourselves at this point and just be able to say, well, look, you know, there are some things that we can't do. However, we still need to hold on to the vision and press on into that vision that God has given us to be at the heart of Southport with a heart for Southport, impacting this area with the uh, transforming love of Jesus. We still need to press into that. And there are two parts of the vision I just want to touch on today, both of which are picked up in our reading from Philippians. Paul started the church at Philippi. It was a real struggle to get it going for him. And uh, he committed some real time and energy, committed himself into starting and birthing this church. And here he is writing to them. And what's he saying? He's saying that he's missing them. He longs to see them. He longs to be in their company again. What is it he says? He says this. He says, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ. And I really hope, it's my prayer that you are longing to be back with your brothers and sisters at Christ Church. That you are wanting to be part of community again. 
Paul understood this. You know, Paul was a huge exponent of people taking individual responsibility for their actions and for their faith. But he also, he was the one who penned those words that we are members together of one body. Each of us intricately connected. And we need to hold on to that, don't we? That we are connected. We can't simply be individuals following Jesus. That we are a community following Jesus. That's how Paul envisaged church, a community of people, deeply connected, deeply committed to each other, following Jesus together. And he wants to be with them in that. And I hope you too have realised during this pandemic time the importance of being together, the importance of church. You know, one of our Uh, part of our vision is all about building community it's all about creating relationships that are as we said genuine loving and transparent and we can only really do that when we're together and all relationships take hard work whenever Andrew and I do marriage prep uh, we, we we always talk about Actually, a marriage is hard work, not because it's just a difficult thing to do. It's because if you really want to build marriage, a marriage that will last, you have to put effort in. It doesn't just happen. And community doesn't just happen. You have to put time and effort and intention into relationships. And I love in this passage how Paul moves on from his desire to be with the Philippians to them praying for them, that their love would abound more and more, that they might grow in their love for one another. And I wonder where we are on that at the moment. You know, one of the hardest things for me as a church leader is trying to work out where we are as a church because I don't get to see you as much as I used to. There are some people in church that have not seen for almost a year. And so where are we in church? Where are we up to? Are you feeling like you're still connected to Christ church? Or are you feeling a little bit disassociated? I want to encourage you to still put in the hard work of connecting with others in Christ church. Of making sure that we are still building community. Because we can still do that. We might not be able to do that physically, one-on-one, or be part of a group. But we can still build community. We've encouraged you all the way through this to ring each other up, to make sure that everyone's okay. To ring up people perhaps who you don't normally connect to. We want to encourage you to just drop a text to someone, send an email, Write a letter. That's what Paul did. He wrote a letter. Here he is longing to be with the Philippians and he writes them a letter. A few, a couple of weeks ago, Rob encouraged us, didn't didn't he, to kind of end any kind of correspondence with a blessing. Let's bless each other during this time. Maybe you could just drop a meal off for someone who you know is struggling right now. Maybe you could pay for a takeaway to be delivered. There's so many things we can do, but it takes the hard work of thinking it through 
and making the effort to connect. Wouldn't it be amazing if at the end of this pandemic, we came out more of a community than when we came in? That's possible, but it's only possible if we still put in the work. As I said last week, the danger is that during this time, we simply hibernate and don't see this as an opportunity to keep on developing what we want to be as church, just in a different way. But Paul, within this passage, touches on something else that is also part of our vision. Because part of our vision includes the, the, the line and the, well, the paragraph about changing lives, effectively mission. Let me read what it says. We want to be a church that serves the people of our town by meeting specific needs so that lives are transformed. We will be a church where every member is equipped to serve and has confidence to share the gospel in an attractive and relevant way. That's what we said. And it's a bit harder to do that, isn't it? Because we can't do the things that we normally do. It was fantastic though during Christmas to have that open air cow service, to have around 200 people there, all socially distanced. But people who we hadn't seen before, just coming along and getting to share and singing the cows and hear something of the gospel. We can still share the gospel in this time. In fact, perhaps it's more important than ever. As a people without hope, search for some meaning in their lives. As the people walking in darkness are looking for a light to guide them, we need to point people to Jesus. Let me encourage you to, to think about how you can do that during this time. I know it's harder because we can't physically be with people, but we, there are certain things that we can do. Let me encourage you to, to pick up what I said last week and to pray. To pray for our town and to pray for the opportunities. But one of the things about prayer is that we need to be a people who are watchmen, who are observing culture and society and seeing what's going on and praying into it. And when you do that in the midst of prayer, God will reveal to us the changes that are happening in society. And let's face it, society is changing right now. And that means the, the ways in which we share the everlasting gospel change as well, to make it relevant. So let me encourage you to pick up what we said last week and to pray. Let me also encourage you to think about just your own personal witness. You know, that's part of our vision that every member is able to share their faith. And we can still do that, can't we? Through an email, through a phone call, you know the people in your life who don't know Jesus. Why not use this time as an opportunity to pray for them and to make connections and to just share something of your story? But maybe this is also a time of preparation because we don't know yet what, what life will look like post-pandemic. We don't know what this town will look like. But as we pray, as we talk to other people who aren't Christians, 
we will start to get a sense of what God might be calling us to when things get back to in some kind of normality. See, the mission part of our statement is perhaps going to be more important than ever when we're able to connect again, when we're able to meet and to do the things that we used to do. I said last week that, you know, church will never be the same again. No church will, really. But how we start to think about mission will be the thing that determines what we look like. And so I want to encourage you to pray, to share your faith, and to see this as a preparation time, not a hibernation time. See it as a, an opportunity for a springboard into mission. Because what I don't want is for this time to simply make you a spectator of faith. We should be longing to get back out there, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to this lost and broken world. So what will we look like post-pandemic? We don't know, do we? But as we pray, as we support and encourage one another, as we start to see what changes are happening in society, as we just start to share our faith, we will get a sense of what God is calling us to be like in a year's time, in five years' time. We'll get a sense of that. And more than at any other time, this is a time for you to think about joining a missional community where both of those things are vitally important, both the, the connecting and building community, but also mission. It's there in the name, isn't it? Missional community. And in a few moments, we'll just talk a little bit more about that. This is a time for you to think about joining a missional community. But as we move forward, let's do the things now that we know that we can do. Connect with each other, encourage each other, pray, share your faith when you can. And look and watch and see what God is doing. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for my friends who are watching this. And Lord, wherever they are, I pray that you would place upon their heart the need to connect with their local church family. And Lord, for us at Christ Church, Lord, make us one, make us united, make us connected, Lord. Help us to be the kind of people who come out of this pandemic closer and more bonded together than ever before. And Lord, place on our hearts a yearning and a desire to see the gospel proclaimed in a place where we live. Amen. As Hetty and Tabs now leads us in worship, let me encourage you just to come before God, to open up your heart to him. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what he is calling you to do in these next weeks. So let's worship together.